Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. Sometimes a source of worry is what I call a lack mindset. We fear about not having enough, whether it's money, we fear rejection, so not enough love. We either one or two mindsets, whether a lack or abundance. What if we can live more in an abundance mindset? How would that be? Let's dive in and find out how you can live more in a sense of abundance. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate or review wherever you get your podcast. It helps to share the love. Sometimes going through a really challenging time in life or a crisis can be a gift in some way because it can help you explore our outlook on life. It wasn't until our infertility journey when I started to really question whether I'd ever be happy. So I explore kind of what makes us happy, where does happiness come from, and what was stopping me being happy. It was in that kind of period and that prompted my own kind of psychological journey and led me to getting my own kind of therapy and coaching and ultimately leading to my changing career and doing what I do now. But one of the things that came to light, and it was really obvious when I noticed it, I couldn't believe I didn't see it before, was this sense of lack mentality. Well, either one or two kind of mind states, lack or abundance, and a lack mentality can show up in various forms. It could be a lack of money, time, energy, love. And for me, it was showing up in a number of ways. So for example, lack of money, even though I was in a very well-paid job, we had no money worries. Um, prospects looked good, you know, a very successful career and nothing to say it was going to continue. Very large, relatively safe kind of job organization wasn't going to go under in you know, any risk of financial trouble so in, in many respects we didn't have kind of money worries we both working no kids we had lots of savings but still you know it was easy to look back afterwards but at the time I couldn't see how I was almost like I was hoarding and I was reluctant to spend money myself, particularly reluctant to spend money on something fun. And unconsciously there was a, a fear behind that, a fear of running out of money, a fear of perhaps losing my job, all these kind of worst case scenarios running through my head. Ultimately, a, yeah, a fear of dying homeless alone on the streets not being aware that these unconscious stories, this narrative was contaminating my relationship with money uh, and seeing things with greater clarity and perspective. With time, I had this kind of lack of time and it's going to still show up from time to time, me rushing from one thing to another with a sense of not having enough time. A common or habitual story is, I don't have enough time, it happened this morning. When realistically I did have time, but I was telling myself I had all these things I needed to do before my first call 
And reality is I had plenty of time and those things didn't have to happen then. Um, so it's a habit, a habit of thinking we don't have enough time. For example, I used to be, not so much now, but I used to be stuck in traffic jams and getting really frustrated um, that I was going to be late and didn't have enough time, even though you know, nine times times out of 100, I was still on time because I'd left plenty of time. Um, so again, that's our story, that's our narrative. And love. We can have this kind of narrative, this story of not having enough love. And that shows up from time to time despite being married you know, 25 years. There can be a sense of fear of loss of love, fear of being rejected, which can manifest itself in, in some neediness. Um, and neediness is not a, an attractive quality in a relationship. So this lack mentality can manifest itself in a number of areas of our life. But what's behind it, I think, is all the same core thing. It's questioning where our sense of well-being comes from. Because if we think our security, lovability, worthiness, okayness comes from the outside world, if we think our security does come from enough money coming up, coming in each month, or a particular amount of money coming in each month, then we're looking in the wrong place for that sense of security. We never get there. There's always going to be a lack. I once met, met one of the most anxious men I've ever met, and he owned a small business. It was a shop. And he said to me, but I can stop worrying. I can be okay when I've got £250,000 in the bank, saved in the bank in the business. And then I can have any unexpected eventuality is covered, whether it's a, an unexpected kind of tax bill or, or, or something else. And I said, has it always been that figure? He said, I don't know, when I started the business, it was 50,000, then it was 100,000, 150. I said, has the business grown over that time? He said, no, it's the same business. And it's an example where when we're looking in the wrong place for happiness and security, we never actually get it. There's always something else. There's always something else. Because we're looking in the wrong place. When happiness and security are feeling, they come from within. It's, it's the narrative, it's the, our perception of ourselves and life that creates our experience, that creates our emotions, not life itself. It's our perception, it's the story, it's our thinking about it. And that comes from within. And when we realise we have everything within us, that's okay to, to want things on the outside, we don't need them to be happy. Happiness comes from being present in our life to the moment. We have innate happiness. We have innate feeling of security. You know, toddlers don't question their happiness or whether they're emotionally and physically secure. They're just being. They're just being. They just assume they're okay. That's our default setting. It may not be our habitual setting as a as an adult. But it's actually our default setting. And this touches on another aspect of life about the energy of life. You know, I've used this quote before that. Einstein once said the biggest question humanity needs to ask is whether this universe is safe or not. And I don't believe he meant physically safe, as in there could be aliens out there going to attack us. I think he meant psychologically safe. There's a, a very famous psychological experiment that often gets quoted called the Marshmallow Test, where 
psychologist gave uh, these children kind of marshmallows and said, you can have this marshmallow now, but if you wait until I come back in a little while later, another one, then you can have two. But if you eat that one now, you won't get the second one when I come back later. And it was to explore at the time they were looking at kind of um, delayed gratification and that kind of willpower. And that study went on to look at these kids beyond that age and look at it older and later in life. And they concluded those kids that had willpower and held on to the marshmallow without eating it and waiting until they had two generally were more successful in SATS results, exam results at school and in life were deemed to be more successful. And they put it down to this thing called willpower. But it's interesting, psychologists more recently have looked at that study. It's a very famous study. It gets quoted an awful lot. And they realised the children in that study were all from the same um, social and economic group, quite upper middle class, I think they were. And she had worked with kids from very, very poor backgrounds who didn't have anything. And she could say that they had a different relationship with, with things they were given. So she repeated the experiment. But she had a group of children and there was a, a teacher or someone running the experiment and the children were colouring and they said, here's some crayons to colour with, but if, if you wait, I'm going to come back with some lovely new felt tips. You can use those instead if you want to wait for those. Or you can use the crayons now. And with one group, the teacher came back with the, the felt tips and they used the felt tips. With the other group, the teacher didn't come back with the felt tips. She said she would, but she didn't. She came back with her some reason to excuse her. I didn't have them, I thought I had them. And then they did their marshmallow test after that. So one group, they'd impose this idea that the universe kind of provides. And the other, they in, kind of inferred that you can't trust the universe or this teacher or this, this, this environment to provide. And if you inherently think you're not going to get you know, the second marshmallow, well, you're going to eat the first marshmallow, you're not going to bother waiting. If you inherently can trust you're going to get the second one, you're more likely to wait and have the second one and have two. So it's not just kind of willpower, it's our perception of life as a whole. I grew up in an environment an Anglo-Catholic environment that talks about a God of unconditional love. But all I could see were these conditions. They talked about judgment a lot, repentance a lot. And my mum is ultra strict and love felt quite conditional growing up that if I behaved in the way that pleased her, that I felt more loved. If I didn't, I got shouted at. So thus, I didn't feel very loved. So love felt very conditional growing up. So the idea of an energy behind life being unconditional love felt like a very alien concept, a very attractive concept. I wanted to experience that, but it wasn't something I could really trust or relax and relax into. It took me a while to to consider that as a possibility and allow myself to to trust that and to explore that. And I think that's ultimately our source of abundance. We realise actually we live in an abundant world. There isn't a finite amount of money. They're printing money every day. There's not a finite amount of love or energy. Even time. When we look at things from an abundant place, I come back to time because it can be quite confusing. Yeah, sure enough, time is ticking by and we only have a finite amount of time on this universe, on this, sorry, on this planet as a, as, a, as a human. At some point we are going to die. We need to accept that. But we see that 
there is an energy of behind life that's loving and creative and it's an abundant sense of love when we realize that i believe we're made of it we're part of it when we see that as our source of everything we need well-being wisdom happiness peace when we've acquired mind i believe we innately plug into that that energy of life that flows through us it's got kind of god within us if you want to use that kind of christian terminology but I don't believe that energy of life kind of judges us. I think it's a, an unconditional love. And sometimes we have misunderstandings. Sometimes we see things in confusing ways. But it's, a, it's, it's an energy of love, unconditional love, like the most perfect parent you can imagine. That, that, that perfect parent exists. And parents in this physical world have human stuff. We have contaminated thinking that, that kind of interferes with how we show up at times. So if we can see love, money, energy, time from a place of abundance, it can dramatically shift our relationship with those things and our relationship with ourselves. So for example, if you see unconditional relationship with love, then you won't fear being rejected. When you realise you are love, you're love in human form, you are that energy of love in human form, you don't fear rejection because you are love. You are love. And the more I relax into that, the more I can show up with more full presence and and more loving being. I can be more loving presence to the people around me. I don't have this fear and neediness that contaminates the way I show up. I have more loving patience, loving kindness. There's less fear to contaminate that, 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 that experience. When you see money from a place of abundance... I realised my relationship with money was... Oh, I think money is a fascinating subject, I think. Not just my relationship, but I think our relationship with money is an external representation of our relationship with ourself. And... I, yeah, earned kind of a good a good salary, but still didn't feel enough. But I didn't feel rich. I didn't feel kind of wealthy, not as particularly rich or wealthy, but I still felt poor. I still lived kind of a, a, a very simple life, scared of spending kind of money. So the feeling of security comes within us. And when I started being self-employed, I could clearly see a correlation between what I earned and how I felt about myself. When I didn't feel good enough, we struggled to have enough. When I felt enough, we had just enough because I felt just enough. And the more I can relax and lean into my worthiness the more abundance we had more abundance we had and the more abundance I felt so I think there's a direct correlation between our, our relationship with money and our relationship with ourselves and how enough and worthy we feel time I realise when I realise there's a sense of this was related to two things for me realising my fear of not having enough time was related to two things one was actually not enough love, actually it's a fear of rejection. I might be scared I'll be late for a meeting and then someone judge me negatively in some way. The people please on me, which is based upon fear. But even want to make sure I was on time, I wouldn't upset someone by being late. The more I realised that I don't have to be scared of that. I don't have to be so worried about being late. It doesn't mean I am late all the time. I have a standard of being on time. I like being on time. It's important to me. But I have less worry and fear about that. Because I just trust when things happen in life, the best planning ever. Sometimes you might be late, and that's okay. 
I'm no less of a lovable, worthy human being. Another thing about time is realising that when we realise a spiritual being is having a physical experience, there are two ways of considering time, thinking about time. The Newtonian, from a physics point of view, Newtonian view of time, it's fixed. It's, it's absolute, it's fixed, it's linear, it's linear. The Einsteinian view of time is actually, it's, it's relative. That's why sometimes time feels like it's going really quickly. And sometimes it feels like it's going really slowly because it's relative. And I can see that. I can see that I've, when I was stuck in a traffic jam, I played with that in the past. I think time's going really quickly. I'm going to be late. I imagine being late. When I allow myself to relax, I've got plenty of time. I am time. Just like we are love in human form. We are energy in human form. Time is a form of energy. What if I am time? I have enough time because I am time. I began to relax and trust it's okay. Again, nine times times out of hundred, I was, I was there on time. Began to explore and play with my relationship with time. Rather than having this lack, this, well, if I am time, I have plenty of time. And guess what? My mind slows down. I become more present. I have a clearer mind. I get things done quicker and easier. I tend to have more time. So we either have a lack mentality or an abundant mentality. And what's behind lack mentality? Often judgments. Judgments of ourselves, either not worthy, not good enough, I don't deserve. One of my words, yeah, who am I to be almost happy? Growing up, there's a lot of sadness. I didn't believe I was allowed to be happy. Who am I to be wealthy? Who am I to be happy? Who am I to be loved? There's a lack of worthiness or deserving. So if you have the sense of lack mentality in, in life, in particular over life, consider what the story is behind that. What's the judgment of yourself behind that lack mentality? Then forgive yourself for that judgment. And sometimes we can see how these have been shaped by childhood experiences, but the past doesn't exist. These judgments only exist by us in the moment. We are continuing those stories out of habit. We've internalized them out of habit. Well, if we can forgive ourselves for those judgments, those stories, that allows us to free ourselves from the old story and step into the new story of abundance. I believe we're a loving energy of life in human form. I believe you are love in human form. You are abundance in human form. Loving you.